Spirit. Amen. Good afternoon. My name is Father Ben. I'm one of the pastors here at the table. It's lovely to see you all here on this Christmas Eve. For Christmas, uh, the lectionary that we're using, the women's lectionary, has given us the traditional nativity narrative from Luke's gospel, along with some other interesting readings, promises of the dead rising. And the story of the birth of the Messiah overlaps tonight with the prophesied second coming of the Messiah in Paul's letter to the Thessalonians. The prophet Isaiah recounts the fruitless labor pains of our efforts to make things right for ourselves and for the world. We sense this gap between our longings and our actual lives. We writhe in labor because of our distress. But the prophet says we birthed only wind, nothing, unable to produce the life, the flourishing, the justice that we long for. But then comes this sudden prophecy, your dead shall live, their corpses shall rise, the earth shall release those long dead. God will bring about the flourishing that we long for, releasing us from the ultimate enemy, raising us from the dead. This prophecy begins its fulfillment in the labor pains of Mary, which are glossed over in our gospel text, but any woman uh, who has given birth knows that... um, There's a lot of labor involved in giving birth. Preach. There we go. I got got an amen on Christmas Eve. Incredible. Mary gives birth to Jesus. Mary is this impoverished Jewish girl from a backwater town on the margins of the Roman Empire who will give birth to the word made flesh, the one who will conquer death and become the first fruits of the resurrection of the dead. And so labors, Mary's labor pains then prefigure, as it were, the birth pangs of the earth itself. Because God has become human in the flesh of Jesus, joining humanity and divinity forever. It's as if the earth is pregnant and the dead are going to be released. And just as any pregnant woman cannot hold that baby forever, so also the earth will be unable to hold the dead forever. God will raise us from the dead. Awake and sing, the prophet says. Sing for joy, all you who dwell in the dust. And of course, as Paul writes to the Thessalonians, this means that we will be reunited with those we have been separated from by death, and we will dwell with them in the presence of Jesus forever. So, friends, brothers and sisters, today our Advent longing gives way to Christmas joy. Because in the incarnation of Jesus, God has taken on all that it means to be human, all our suffering and pain and weakness and frailty, so that we may participate in the very life and love of God. This doesn't mean that we pretend that all of our longings are fulfilled or that our suffering doesn't exist. But today, in the midst of our ongoing doubts and pain and unfulfilled longings, we consent to Christmas joy. In the words of author K.J. Ramsey, we welcome the wildest story. I'm going to quote from K.J. here. The story of love became more than words when a woman consented to bear a life that couldn't be understood, controlled, or protected from coming harm. The word became flesh through the womb of a woman, and her welcome still matters today. Mary, who was poor and quite young, who grew up in an occupied city where violence against unmarried women was rampant, 
Mary, who knew the stigma her courageous consent would bring. Mary's welcome still meets us where we are marginalized. Mary's consent still calls us out where we need courage. Female bodies, disabled bodies, queer bodies, mentally ill bodies, and black and brown bodies continue to be the battleground where much of the church most reduces the story of love into mere words. And as Mary, the mother of God, reminds us, if love came through a bloodied birth canal to a woman whom society shamed, love can still be born wherever society makes us stuck and treats us with scorn. If we forget the context of Christmas, we forget that our context has already been christened, whatever it is. Your positionality doesn't preclude you from participating in the story of love. Your struggles can't stop you from being one in whom love is born. Your wounds can never wall you off from welcoming divinity in this world. That ends the quote. When the angel told Mary that she would bear the Messiah, she said, let it be with me just as you have said. May we today say yes to welcoming the dignity of what our body bears. The incarnation, beloved, means that being human is now part of what it means to be God. And overcoming death is now part of what it means to be human. So let us consent to the joy of Christmas today, exulting for a few moments in the wonder of the incarnation. Let us now, like the shepherds, glorify and praise God for what we have heard and seen. Let us now, like Mary, the mother of God, preserve the words of the good news and contemplate them in our hearts. Let us sing together for joy for all that God has done. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.